Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, um, A Vision for You, and we are at page 162, paragraph 2. Today's readers are Carrie H., Charles H., and Renata G. The reference for yesterday, Tuesday, September 8th, is 7980. That's 7980. OA Preamble. O-Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. <coughs> there are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain, abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E. to read the 12 steps. Press star one to unmute, please. Jody, I can hear someone. I can do that if she's not available, Katie. Okay, please go ahead. Well, thank you. Good morning to you, Katie, and everyone. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice 
these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Janice. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia, the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Let's problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, page 162, paragraph two. I will ask Terry H. to begin reading. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, Terry H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maine. Someday we hope that every alcoholic whose journey will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at its destination. To some extent, this is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. Little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities through contact with our two larger centers. 
those of us who have traveled drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road about which any traveling man can inform you. Thus we grow, and so can you. Though you be but one man with this book in your hand, we believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. Small paragraph, but a lot, it's packed. Um, so it tells us in the paragraph before, it says this practice enables us to lend a hand, and then it continues. It says, thus we grow. So it's going to, so this paragraph tells me that the more that I, that I take somebody through this book, I'm going to continue to grow. And, you know, to begin, I have to continue. And um, I, love the, I love the little sentence where it says, we believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin, because this is what it's about. It's about all the answers are in this book, um, and we live it. We live it. We're, we're living proof. You know, we're recovered. We get recovered. Um, there's a lot of hope, you know, once we, we open this book, we pass on the message. And, you know, what I've learned is, this, you know, this big book will, will always constantly meet, meet me where I'm at, no matter, you know, what my, what my present circumstances are. And, and sharing the solution with others keeps my faith alive and vital. And um, I learned to rely on this new power by taking and um, taking somebody through the 12 steps and, and living the 12 steps, you know, um, to the best of my, my willingness. Um, I've also learned that, you know, the big book, you know, this, there's a lot of hope in this book um, because we can get well from our disease. And I always say, like, this is the blueprint, you know, to the treasure map um, of the 12 steps that leads to the real treasure, which is the God of my understanding. And um, I'm so grateful that um, I get to live in the solution one day at a time and uh, bring that message of hope, which, you know, the acronym for hope is um, Happy Our Program Exists and Hearing Other People's Experience. And by sharing your experience with me, you know, and passing that on to me, I get to pass that on to others. And um, I'm so grateful for the solution one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Terry. Who would like to um, share on that second paragraph? Sarah W. W. Anyone else? Paula D. Paula D. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Sarah W., then Paula D. Uh, Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Sarah W. from Iowa, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thus we grow, and I think that is what recovery is all about. It really is about growing um, and healing, and I was thinking that, you know, it is important um, that the traditions be used in our meetings and that, um, that we keep that in mind as far as um, the groups go because... Um, Otherwise, things get um, uh, are filled with anarchy, and we all try to run the show. Um, I was thinking to myself, um, this this does offer a lot of hope, as was stated. You know, uh, we each have the opportunity if we choose to uh, get better. And I think for me, I remember early on when I first started coming into this meeting, I made the statement that. You know, many of us sabotage, and I think it's really true. It's almost like that thought that I'm not deserving of getting well. And today what I believe is that we all deserve uh, 
but are we willing to stretch beyond our comfort zone? Because, you know, really the 12 steps really does ask us, and, and it changes us no matter what. But it is a scary endeavor, but it's so well worth it. It's so um, it's so freeing, and it, it allows us to really become the person that we were meant to be. And I think the, you know, the big book offers us um, really the solution in such a simplified way. Um, so many people think that they have to, you know, do this and do that and, and um, go to this, uh, all these different um, other outside endeavors. And those are great. I, you know, I'm not knocking, but I really think that um, it is through the work that we do in the book and continue, continuing to, um, to stretch and reach um, and, and go deeper in the steps that we are able to, um, to really find the freedom uh, not only of, of finding a higher power, but really finding who we are and how we can relate to the world and be truly um, truly at peace, truly find serenity. No longer do I look for that elusive happy, but really to find serenity and peace. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. And Paula D., it's your turn. And I will return that. Thank you. And this would be Paula D., and I am a compulsive overeater recovered today by the grace of God. And we scoot on down to that um, bottom of the page here. And there's three sentences. And look at how a life has changed. And so can you, though you be but one man, with this book in your hand. And I'm repeating it verbatim. Now look at what comes together here. We believe, belief, and hope. This is what comes together. It contains all you will need to begin. In the beginning it is, but we notice that this paragraph, the paragraph before, said little clusters of two and threes and fives of us have sprung about in other communities. See, this is it. It doesn't just stay. It begins with you, and then it goes on to the other and to the next. And it says again, all you need. Whoever thought there would be a time when I could say, or we could say when we come into this place of being recovered, I have all I need. You have all you need. And you go on beyond here. Oh, yes, a meeting in the morning. And then you go on into life itself. You be there for others. Oh, yes. And perhaps there we have that chapter, the family afterward. You're there for the family. Oh, what about the employer? Oh, yeah, they're there, that too. And what about working with others? Look what comes together in three sentences, and we begin. Thank you for allowing me to share, and with that, I will end. Thank you. Paula, who else would like to share on this paragraph? I'll share. Okay. Your name, please? Good morning. It's Mary. And Vasa. Mary A. Okay, Mary and then Vasa. Vasa O, Mary A. Go ahead, please. Good morning, everybody. It's Mary A. from New Jersey. And, you know, when I heard this reading, it made me think of, I think, the most important thing when um, our co-founders would go and reach out to others, how they would share their experience, strength, and hope. That's what won them, I think, of... um, that man in the hospital bed and um, 
he, you know, nobody could get to him. But as soon as he heard their experience, strength and hope, I know it's different with us years later as far as what we're sharing with each other. But, you know, so many times I get really, I am very sad because when I come on a vision for you, I still people hear people preaching to me, telling me what I was like, what I should do. But the biggest thing is that we're sharing our experience, strength, and hope. That's what has always been the key to our recovery. And thanks for listening. Okay, Vasa, you're up. Vasa, press star one to unmute. Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to call me. <laughs> Thank you, Katie, for okay. your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Vita, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful another paragraph. Uh, uh, again, I found, I'm so grateful that I found the solution in the big book and the 12 steps and the meetings like, like today. What a gift from God. I would be even, I probably would be there today. So the more I go through the big book and the 12 steps and take others to pass it on, to pass on the message that I have received here and have grown physically, emotionally, spiritually in every way and I can give somebody else hope. You know, what God is doing for me, to me, God can also do for others, you know, and uh, I'm so grateful I, I'm to be alive today and to live a full, a useful life without running to my food, my drug or food, to for the, for the comfort or for the solution to make me feel better or thinking that will take care of it momentarily. And again, so grateful I've been able to find... Um, power greater than myself that gives me the strength, gives me the courage, gives me the wisdom to just go on, you know. And uh, as I said, you know, we'll be beginning again pretty soon, another page and a half, going back to the beginning of the big book. I'm looking forward to, to go there again and just to be grateful to not be in it then again, just to get reminded a little bit of the pain that I was in, not to go back to it. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you. And Charles H., if you would move on to uh, that next paragraph. Charles, press star one to unmute. Okay, um, how about Renata G? Could you read the next paragraph, please? We know what you are thinking. I'm here. Uh, good morning, Katie. Uh, Renata G, Recovered Compulsive Reader in New York. Good morning, everyone. We know that you, you were thinking, you were saying to yourself, I am jittery and alone. I couldn't do that, but you can. You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power greater than yourself. To duplicate with such backing 
what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. You know, and uh, what this says to me, you know, I'm jittery and alone, it, you know, it's fear, you know, fear that I had, like, before going through the steps. And, you know, the, the first 100 that wrote this book, you know, why do, how, how did they know that, you know, I would be fearful? you know, um, on going through the steps because they, they've experienced it. They suffer from the same disease that I do. And, you know, the the, the disease uh, biggest lie, one of the disease biggest lie to me is that, you know, I can't do it. You know, I can't recover. But they're saying here, yes, you can. You know, um, today by the grace of God, you know, by working the steps one day at a time, I, you know, I, with the help of God, I can do anything. Nothing is impossible because nothing is impossible for that power greater than myself. You know, even living free of this malady one day at a time. You know, alone, I could never do anything. And I'm completely powerless, you know, over food, over this spiritual malady. But, you know, in this program, I found a solution. What was my solution? You know, step two. I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And, you know, uh, the people that went before me, the people that wrote this book, gave me, you know, the map, how to get to the solution, how to get to the land of recovery. And that was, you know, working steps 3 to 12. And, uh, you know, uh, in everything I do, like, even today, whenever, you know, I don't know what to do, it's not very clear, I have to keep on working the principles and working the steps, you know. I need to be patient and wait for my higher power to show me the way. And, you know, um, I need to to have the willingness. I need to be, you know, willing to take action every day. You know, not just, you know, step four through nine, but, you know, every day, 10, 11, and 12. And, you know, labor. So there's always work to do. It was a lot of work to be my disease. The work I have to do today is, you know, pleasant. It's not it's not a chore. And, um, you know, a, a price had to be, a price had to be paid to, to become recovered, and it was a very small price compared to what my disease used to take away from me. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Jody, Larry, Kim G, Reva P, Elaine B, Jill T. Okay, okay, I got Jody, Kim, Reva. Larry, Elaine, Jill T, and I feel like there was someone else. Stephanie C. Stephanie C. Thank you. Okay, well, let's go. Um, Sorry, it's not in perfect order. Jody, Kim, Reva, Larry, Elaine, Jill, Stephanie. Jody, please, first. Good morning. My name is Jody E. I'm a grateful recovering bulimic in California. So these are the beautiful paragraphs, both of them, so simple. Thus we grow with this book in our hand. Any one of us can carry this message 
even if we're jittery, even if we haven't been abstinent for long, even if it hasn't been long since we worked these steps, if we're willing, patient, and have the willingness to do some work, we can carry this message. My brother brought me this big book uh, many years ago. He's a, a sober alcoholic in AA. He gave me a copy of the big book in 1988. And uh, he didn't even know that I was in trouble as far as I know, but maybe it was obvious. And he knew I was not an alcoholic, but I picked up this book and completely related to the alcoholic and went to my first OA meeting shortly thereafter. And I, so my brother carried this message to me with this book in his hand. And now I'm attempting to carry this message to others as I have all these years. And I can do it. I can do it with willingness, patience, and labor, even if I feel inadequate because, and this is the crucial point, because I have now tapped into a source of power much greater than myself. I have to remember that. I'm not doing this alone. I'm doing it with this higher power. And if I follow the directions that have been given to me in this book, which is an amazing book, I too can carry this message and I can help someone else. And it's such a beautiful, a beautiful mission in life to be able to help someone else with this disease because there are so many who are so desperate and so despairing of ever recovering. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And I'm sorry for not being able to unmute earlier to read this text. That's a, It happens to all of us at one point or the other. Okay, Kim G., you're up. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a. Re- Oops, I forgot to set my timer. Hold on. Clear, clear. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. To duplicate with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. There's another great book I love. It's called A Dictionary. So I looked up the word duplicate, and it says a copy exactly like an original anything corresponding in all respects to something else. So, so that's our goal. That's our aim. We want to duplicate the process that's in this book that brought about a spiritual awakening in not only the first 100, not only in millions of alcoholics, but in drug addicts and sex addicts and gamblers and compulsive overeaters. You know, if I just had my experience, which I'm not devaluing my experience, but if all I could share with you is my experience, Unfortunately, what I would be teaching you is how to get temporary respite for about 17 years going in and out of the food until I surrendered to this process, duplicated this process, and have experienced freedom from compulsive overeating for almost five years now. So I think back to page 25 when it says the great fact is just this and nothing less. We've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. So I had to admit, in LA, I had a lot of deep experiences. Coming out and finding I had a disease was a deep experience. Getting to know you 
My fellowship was a deep experience, but I finally had to concede that it wasn't effective. So if I not only want a deep spiritual experience, I want an effective spiritual experience, what I have to do is duplicate this process exactly. And part of what it was is, I, did I revolutionize my whole attitude? No, I would tweak it. I would change until I lost 20 pounds. I would, I would, and when the heat was on, I would do what, what, what I was being instructed to do. But as soon as I started to feel better, that was fine. I would stop doing what I wanted to do. And I, another thing I just want to say, that the, the, the saying that really, once again, my keen alcoholic mind, take what you want and leave the rest, really hurt me. Because from what I know, the origin of that, it means people's opinions. Take what you want about people's opinions. Take what you want about people's experience. It doesn't talk about the program of recovery. What is the program of recovery? How do we duplicate this? There's must. There's always. There's never. There's constantly. There's continue. So my job is to duplicate this process, not to duplicate a personality or try to duplicate someone else's experience. I need my own experience in this work. And the last thing I'm going to say, I, have a, I go to an AA meeting, and I love how they say in their format, the purpose of this meeting is to look at the program of recovery in the book, look at the program that we're currently working, and make adjustments where necessary. And I try to do that on a daily basis. And that does not mean changing the book to what I want it, but to change what I'm doing to what the book is instructing me to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. And let's see who's next we have. Reva, and I think it's P. Reva. Yes, it's Reva P. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Wow, what a beautiful paragraph. Um, it starts off with, we know. And I can just feel the, I don't know what it is, but I can feel um, the understanding in the people who wrote this book. Because we know, we know like other people don't. We know what the physical allergy is like. Um, so when I share that with someone in program, when they share that with me, we know from experience. Um, and I never, ever met somebody who knew um, based on their experience as opposed to a professional who was just telling me what they thought I should do. Um, and because we know we know that after you've gone through this whole process, all the 12 steps, we know that every morning I seem to wake up and my first thought is I'm jittery and alone. Um, like what? Like I, like I forgot. Um, and I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do anything. Don't you know? This is my best thinking. This is my best thinking without working the program. Um, and then I wake up on a day like today feeling sad. I'm, uh, and I think um, I get a delayed reaction when things happen. So now it's hitting me about my mom being in a senior's residence and not being able to be the, well, to do the things that she did before. My father passed away a couple of years ago, and now my father-in-law um, has passed. Um, and I felt jittery and alone, and I can't do this, don't you know? I want everybody back the way they were before. But I forgot that after working these steps, which the purpose, one of the purposes is to help me develop a relationship with a personal power greater than myself, I can tap that every morning, every minute of the day, 
um, and I need to remember that that is accessible to me. But, and I love how it says it's only, it's only, which reminds me, it's very simple, but it's sort of, um, to me, almost sarcastic, although I don't think they intended it that way. But only means it's simple, but not easy. I have to do the work. I have to be willing. I have to be patient. And most importantly, labor. I got to do it. I can't just be in, you know, Pollyanna positive thinking and pray it away as people shared yesterday. You know, prayer without action is just begging. Um, So, yeah, there's work involved. Um, And then I have access to a power that can do for me what I could never do in my wildest dreams. So I'm grateful for the reminder this morning. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Reba. Larry Kay, you're up. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, for for me, um, I spent years uh, wondering, you know, if this thing, this program was real, if if I could cross over the bridge to freedom. Um, you know, I heard, it, I heard that it would take willingness, it would take patience, it would take labor, yet there were so many times, you know, that I sat out in my car, parked out front of a convenience store or a fast food restaurant, that I was in great emotional pain, you know, struggling against the desire to go in. And truth be told, many times uh, I, I, I did go in. Um, you know, it says, rare, you know, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. You know, what path are we talking about? We're talking about the steps. And, you know, I've heard it said that you, you, you have, if you have a strong enough why, you can bear almost any how. And little by little, I tapped into the source of power as a result of taking these steps. And it began to shift my consciousness from self to God. And I began to have a sensation that I was changing, you know, dropping the masks, um, gaining clarity, seeing the world and the people in it in a new way with new eyes. Things weren't perfect. Um, My higher power began to lift the blinders. And and by the way, evolving spiritually can be a painful process. It was for me at times, especially because it didn't happen as fast as I would dictate it should. You know, and for example, for a long time, I was unwilling to go through those periods of uncomfortability. You know, when, when the food is down, but, but the obsession of the mind is alive and well, you know, we know that feeling. And during that gap, I was often unwilling to use the tools as they were intended in this program and, you know, to support us while we get well. They were never intended to get me well. And it would be the steps that would get me well you know, wanting or or feeling I deserved a spiritual transformation wasn't enough because I wanted it. Oh, you know, I I wanted it. And and truth be told, I thought I was deserving because didn't I read a lot and didn't I go to lots of meetings and didn't I do a lot of things? Um, But that was just more analysis. You know, it's action, it's action, and it's more action. That's what that's what gets us to this, this place of transformation because we had to change from the inside out. And uh, that's what, you know, my higher power did for me was change me from the inside out. And now I can have a peace and serenity, you know, that I've never had and I don't need the food anymore. And um, I used to hate hearing that from other people because I, why, why couldn't I get 
what they had. And all I had to do was labor and have patience, which I didn't have much of. Anyways, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Elaine B., you're up. Thank you for your service, Katie. This is Elaine B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. And um, and so we grow. So can you, <laughs> though you have just this book in your hand. Well, you know what? How many of us have this book in our hand today? How many people all over the world have this book? <laughs> How long did this book sit on my shelf collecting dust while I was working the tools? It really was this book, pick, picking it up, doing this work that made a difference in my life and in many of the people who are listening's lives and can make a difference in everybody's life. That is on this line, that's walking into these meetings, this book is, you know, they didn't change it. It did the work. That's why millions of people for with millions of problems have come and found a solution here. But it is only a beginning. These steps teach us how to uh, do a process that we need to do every day for the rest of our lives. I came into the rooms uh, seeing that I needed something. I needed access to ease and comfort because food wasn't working for me anymore. I needed immediate access. I needed access. And um, it was here on this line that I heard, we no longer get our ease and comfort from food. We get our ease, or ease and comfort from God, from a power greater than ourselves. And so I came in for the food, you know. Um, and what I came to realize is that all my knowledge, all my experience, all my understanding, all the tools I work, all the nine years of sitting in rooms, all my attempts to make it through without following these instructions uh, one step at a time abstinently um, wasn't enough. Not, uh, none of it was enough. Everything I brought, all my accomplishments, all my understanding, my wisdom um, was a thimbleful compared to the, the vast ocean of resource that's available through my higher power, which I had to unblock away. I had to unblock what was between my higher power. It was way more than a refrigerator and a bag of, bag of chips. Um, and once I was able to do that, and if I continue to do that on a day-to-day -day basis, the problem I came in for, the food, is resolved, both the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind one day at a time. But... Um, never never cured, just recovered uh, one day at a time. And what I discover is that that resource is available for all of my problems. I came in for the food and, uh, you know, I read in step 11, there's going to be problems all throughout the day and that we would ask our higher power to give us what we need. Just before we take the third step, the book tells us we have a new employer. He'll give us everything that we need if we stay close to him and perform his work well. So now I can tap into that source of ease and comfort, but also that wisdom that's way beyond my little symbol full of knowledge for my work problems, my family problems, my uh, my challenges with life, with finances, with uh, with everything. And I'm so grateful for that. With that, I pass. Thank you, Elaine. Jill T., Charles you're up. Charles J. from New York. <laughs> Okay, Charles, I'll put you in after Stephanie. So we have Jill T., Stephanie, and then Charles H. Good morning. This is Jill T., uh, re re Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Pittsburgh. A few things. First off, I hesitated to come to the meeting this morning because I thought I would go ahead and do an hour of study before of uh, some studying. Um, 
for my uh, I'm back in college getting some uh, credit there and I thought I would spend my hour doing that and then call my sponsor like I always do every morning but then I felt that that was kind of self-will because I'm not feeling really really good today just not in a good place Uh, but then I read this sentence that says I'm jittery and alone but yet they continued to you know so then I thought yeah that's where I am I'm not alone that much I know but I'm jittery I don't feel good Uh, so I'm just grateful that I plugged into the meeting and I heard what I needed to hear that even when we are jittery, the step, the uh, process is willingness. Well, I was willing to come to the meeting. My patience, I'm glad I can hear about that. I do need patience. I don't know when this uneasiness inside of me is going to blow over, but I'll ride it out using the tools and the steps and the program. And then uh, the labor will probably, you know, come throughout the day as, uh, my higher power directs me with willingness and patience to stay in program. I also like the sentence uh, before that paragraph that says, we believe and hope that it, meaning the book, contains all that you will need to begin. And that can say, begin this day, begin today. All I need to begin today is be right here in, my, um, in the program where my higher power wants me, listening to the voices of experience and wisdom around me and just absorbing that, and that will fill me up and get me through the day uh, that is probably causing me the anxiety, worry, and jitteriness. So I'm grateful that I tuned in today. I'm grateful that uh, the program is here and, and works when you work it. So with that, I'll pass and have a good day. Okay, thank you so much, Jill. Stephanie, your turn. Hi, I'm Stephanie C. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, good. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie C. Calling in from Houston, Texas, recovered bulimic, compulsive reader. Uh, I've been dying to share for a while, but I couldn't get in. However, I want to say that uh, what really got me, the first thing I thought of when we were reading this paragraph, or these, you know, couple of paragraphs, was the first time someone ever. Um, I mean, I had the big book when I first came in. It was one of the pieces of literature that I picked up. And when I was in the food, uh, I was desperate. So I made a phone call to someone, and they told me to grab this book and read the first 164 pages. I, while binging, I grabbed the book, and I was like, how is this going to help? And I remember in one hand, I had the book, like, kind of half open to whatever page was landed when it opened. And then on the other hand, I had food, and I crumbs all over me and I just couldn't stop eating but they said that if I read it I would get better okay I, I wasn't ready because I, I really just opened it to whatever page and um, I, I wasn't ready but I'll never forget that they told me that that was going to help me and then fast forward years later this meeting happened and uh, I was led to it thank you God because all those years, I really, I mean, I use other literature, and I'm not going to say it didn't help. It did. Other OA literature was amazing, and it really helped me for a long period of time. But I've never felt the way I do today. I've never felt the freedom I do today that I've been feeling. And what the, what I did differently was I um, I wanted what everyone on this line had. I wanted what, I wanted that freedom. I, I didn't want to just, like, not eat. I wanted I wanted to not want to eat. I, and any time I heard that, I was like, yes, 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 let's. How do I get that? How do I get that? I'm desperate for that. And I was willing and um, patient and, and going to do whatever work I had to do to get that. And what I love the most is that the solution is in this book. 
And I love how much this book knows me because the sentence you forget that you have now tapped a source of power greater than yourself, I feel that I forget that every single day, multiple times a day, that I'll, I'll be opening my fridge and feeling super just depressed or, my, you know, pity or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm in faith. And then I'll remember, oh, I have God. And then I'll and I have like this smile plastered on my face because I rem- I'm reminded that I took these steps. I've taken the steps. I'm taking them, and I'm sharing them with others, and I don't have to be afraid. I'm not alone. I don't even have to be jittery. So um, action helps the jitters go away. Helping other people helps the jitters go away. The fear, the, the feeling of alone. I'm so grateful that the steps led me to God and that this book is the steps. So um, love this program and love this meeting, and, and I'm grateful for everyone's experience because t- when I hear that people, you can recover, uh, I wanted that, and that gave me the willingness to, to figure out what the heck everyone was doing and all that everyone was doing was working this, this program in this book. So I'm really grateful I have one, and I can share it with others. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Charles H., you're up. Charles H., a recovered visionary. I knew it was getting light, but I had to go to work. So you already know how that goes. New York, we got tunnels, we got trains, and we got no technology when that happens. So I'm grateful, though. You know, somebody read it. Um, so we know what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, I'm jittering alone. I couldn't do that. And uh, to me, those are fears. Those are fears. And, you know, the program of action, right, if we're taking other people through it, right, they might bring up some fears that I, I, I forgot to bring up or was too fearful to bring up. And it's like, you know what, I'll share my experience on that. Like, um, you know, in that Anonymous, he says, you know, we're homeless, penniless, or whatever, broke people died, things are going to happen, relationship done, the cat. You go to a lot of OA meetings, you hear, you know, people talking about their cat. The program of action will show you how to deal with life if your cat is dying or something happens to your cat or your boyfriend, or your job, or, so, we lost a lot of contracts, and I was able to call my, my the owner of the company and say, I'm going to pray for our business, the big book says, it, be, don't pray for stuff for yourself, for, uh, it, unless it helps other people, so, you know, I forget, like, like, resting on my laurels in that 10 step, that I, that I've now tapped a source of power much greater than myself, you know, I, I'm not one of them dudes to be like, yo, I lost this much because that's, that's easy one pride for me. But I could tell you this, you know, I I, I I'm I'm a diabetic. My, my A1C, which is a three month average of sugar, was 15.4 before I came to the program. You know, my blood pressure was out of control. You know, an African American in New York City eating raw broccoli and cauliflower for lunch is a miracle. And now I tell you, my 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 sugars is 67 in the morning. Uh, my blood pressure is 119 over 78. I'm going to talk like I'm down south. I'm a fin- you, can't, you ain't finna tell me that this program of action don't work. It does work. It works when we work it. It, it, it still works even if we don't work it. It just might not work for me. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Okay, well, I'll jump in here. My name is Katie. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that. Um, And I can think of just several different times in my recovery where I was jittery and alone. I 
or even before I got recovered, when I um, finally was willing to come to back to OA after seven years of trying my own thing um, from the age of 14 to the age of 21. And I remember thinking, okay, well, I've done every diet out there, and it's working. I'm incapable of dieting anymore. And I felt very alone. And I looked up OA in the phone book. Um, this was in 1981, and I went to a meeting. And there was all these other people there who, you know, knew um, what, it, what I was like. And, you know, I moved to Hawaii a couple of years later, and I, you know, wasn't sure um, how I was going to make it there. And, you know, I went to these rooms, and there was people. And if, if those people weren't willing to do what it takes to get meeting going and to keep coming even when, you know, there's only two or three people, you know, where would I be today? Um, you know, and no, I didn't get recovered at that point. And I'm not going to say they didn't know the message and they didn't carry it right and they didn't say the right thing because they probably did. I'm not going to blame any meeting that I did not recover until I did recover because I was not willing. I wasn't willing to listen, but those people were carrying a message. I just wasn't um, the willing person that I am today. And, you know, again, when I moved to Colorado, um, I was three years um, abstinent in OA, and I thought, well, this really sucks. Here I am. I remember standing, I was living in the basement of um, this family's home. I was a missionary, and I, um, it was my anniversary, October 7th, 1990. And I thought, this, this isn't how I want to live, you know, alone with no meeting. Um, there was one meeting um, that I'd gone to, and you know, I think it wasn't at a good time or something, so I um, got encouraged from my friends back in Maryland to to start another meeting, and I did. And, you know, there's people on this phone meeting today that were at that meeting. And, you know, did we all – I stayed in recovery. Did everybody who walked in that meeting stay recovered? No. But I carried a message, and I stayed recovered. And, you know, we, we opened the eyes for people – by sharing this message, is everybody ready at the same time? No. But the person who's carrying the message for you is, is staying sober themselves so that when you are ready, there will be someone there. You know, we don't just work this program and then say, well, thank you very much. I'm going to go on with my life now. We keep carrying the message. You know, all the people on this line have anywhere from a month to, you know, two and a half decades or three decades of recovery because we carry a message. And with that, I'll pass. Would anybody else like to share? We have time for two more people. Leah. Leah M. Anyone else? Okay, go ahead, Leah. Thanks so much, Katie. Hi, my name is Tracy. Leah and then Tracy. Thank you. Uh, It says, I couldn't do that, but you can. Um, you know, <laughs> this disease grabbed a hold of me at a very young age and, uh, you know, grabbed me by the roots of my hair and dragged me uh, naked <laughs> sidewalk. Um, you know, it was just ferocious. The progression was incredibly quick. Um, and I was beaten to a pulp. You know, I was bloodied. And, I, you know, uh, tried numerous times to conquer 
uh, it on my own, and I could not. And, you know, when I was finally beaten to a pulp and bloodied uh, and ready to submit myself to a process, someone who had a working knowledge and experience with these 12 steps as outlined in this big book that we study every morning, and he was willing to take the time uh, to share from the black print on these white pages in a blue book and who was also, uh, you know, importantly, living a living demonstration of these principles in his life, uh, I was able to also implement these very same steps. I mean, this is about the raising of the dead. How do you explain an individual like myself who was totally enslaved by compulsive overeating, uh, who could rise up out of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? That was not a common experience. It's still not a common experience, but it is our experience. And this is our classroom where we learn how to recover. I mean, if you have a toothache and you need a root canal, you don't go to your corner mechanic, car mechanic. <laughs> you go to a dentist. You know, if you're having a heart problem, you don't go to your local uh, proctologist. You go to a cardiologist. There are specific groups of people that are assigned from God to help a specific group of people. You know, those who have recovered are equipped to carry a message of depth and weight. And we try to the best of our ability to do that as an adequate representation of what this program of recovery can do. And I don't know where you're at, but personally, when I was beaten to a pulp, I decided to put my life on the assumption that if it's in the big book, it's true as, our, as far as I'm concerned. And that eliminated a massive amount of doubt and uncertainty in my process. Something came between me and compulsive overeating almost three decades ago, and has been there ever since, and it's called the recovery process. And if the problem is that you're powerless over food and that you're tired of living an unmanageable life, we have a recovery process. It's the same process that was penned in 1939. And I get wound up because I love this program. I get charged up, not because of me, not because I get excited to talk. I get excited about the possibility of you recovering, <laughs> the people on the line, you have an opportunity to recover. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. And Tracy, um, if you could just make yours um, a little bit on the briefer side. Thank you. Tracy, press star one to unmute. Can you hear me? Now we can, yes. Yes, I just want to say this is my third week listening to this group, and I feel overwhelmed with so much love and confidence listening to all the people who are sharing. And I can relate to feeling jittery, but I, I hear what you're saying, and it's follow the instructions, follow the instructions. And I know that um, it's just God has, now was the time. You know, I could say over and over, a lot of things, but I just know now is the time, and I'm listening, and I just want to thank everyone who shared today, and continue your day knowing that you dropped the seed in my heart, and I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Okay, now, um, thank you to everyone who has shared. We'll now close from the re with the reading from the bid book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Charles H., are you available to do that?
Yes, I am. Okay, great. All right, Charles H. was covered visionary. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be subjective only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. Others, excuse me. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your fault to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.